Today's episode is brought to you by Canvas. Do you know how long it takes you to measure and model an as-built? Probably more time than you'd like. Canvas replaces hours of manual measuring with a few minutes of scanning with your iPhone or iPad. And Canvas eliminates the hours, if not days, of taking your measurements and turning them into a 3D as-built or 2D floor plan, all for pennies per square foot. You can try Canvas for free and download it at www.canvas.io and make sure to use promo code BF23. That's www.canvas.io and promo code BF23. All right, now back to the show. Hey, I'm Spencer Powell, and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey, and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Samantha Gross of Oak and Arrow Homes. She is the principal designer and owner over there. And with a degree in architecture, she takes a unique approach to design. She creates spaces that are casually sophisticated, timeless in design, where you and your family live comfortably. She is deeply committed to a creative approach, giving you highly functional spaces with an aesthetic appeal for everyday living. Now for my conversation with Samantha of Oak and Arrow Homes. Hey, Samantha, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, give us a little context. Who are you? What's the company? Where are you guys located? Yeah, well, we're out of Minneapolis. We're a small boutique remodeling firm. We do primarily whole house remodels, a little bit larger scale. We'll look at a whole house, you know, versus just a bathroom or a kitchen. And then we do a little bit of teardowns, reconstruction, that kind of thing, but all residential. Cool, yeah. So how did the how the company get started? When was that? Well, I worked for another gentleman for a lot of years right out of college. I have a degree in architecture. So that's kind of how I got into all of this. And my dad was a small business owner. So I just I had a lot of respect for him and you know the risk he took with business and put himself out there and just, you know, really loved what he did, which is pretty cool. And I always thought, wow, I would that would be a real dream of mine to be able to do that someday. But I have no idea how I could ever do that. And I had a real passion for design. So I went to college for architecture and, and art, I double majored. And then after that, I met a gentleman that owned a small business in remodeling. And I kind of got, got into it. He was wonderful. He let me do a ton of different stuff, which is pretty cool. So I got a taste of like every aspect of the business and a good idea of you know what I liked, what I didn't, what my strengths, my weaknesses were. That was huge. And so... Fast forward about 14 years and he was ready to retire. I ended up starting my own business and he gave me a really nice start with a lot of knowledge and some client base to transfer over, which was pretty great. So yeah, so 2019, I went on maternity leave in August and got back from that and 
jumped right into owning a small business. So gotcha. Yeah. So you're yeah, you're a couple, three years in now at this point, I guess. Yeah. Yep, almost four. So yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Must have done my math wrong there. Well, tell me a little bit about the first year. Cause the first year is just like drinking from a fire hose, making mistakes, you know, figuring stuff out, like at least for a lot of people. But I'm curious what your your year one looked like. I read 19 business books that year. So nice. that really helped. I listened to listened to them on like 1.5 speed, I think. So that was that was good. That was helpful. I picked, you know, specific to financials. That's not my strength. I really hate that side of it, but because I knew it wasn't a strength, it was something I really had to focus on right away, make sure I had under control and, you know, was really responsible and moving in the right direction with with that side of the business. And I, I scaled back right from the start when I was working for the previous gentleman, he, you know, grew quite a big operation, but it was one person doing a ton of stuff. And, you know, so it was, I, I just scaled back and just tried to get a handle on everything. My goal was to just get a nice foundation of what we're doing, get our processes in place. So I really focused on that versus kind of going wild with sales. And then Obviously, like there's nothing better than that first year and all of the excitement you have and the fresh feel of things. I mean, it, I was doing the same stuff I had been doing, but it's totally different when you actually own it yourself and there's no, mm-hmm. no backstop. It's, it stops at you and, and you've got to figure it all out and you've got to do the tough stuff and the fun stuff. So, yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. What kinds of projects were you taking on at the beginning? Was it kind of what you're doing now or did it look a little different? Very similar to now. We've kind of always done the same mix of projects. It's more the pace of them. So we do maybe two at a time total. And, you know, we were just, we were doing them a little bit slower and, you know, making sure we didn't do more than two at a time, pacing our design side of things because we're doing everything. And I was small, it was myself and I had one part-time employee to help me. So, you know, I was doing like everything. So, you know, wearing a million hats. So yeah, figuring out the mix of employees is big is a big thing. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you think is something that maybe like surprised you about being a business owner? Because you'd obviously been doing, you'd been in the industry doing the work and everything, but then that transition, like, is there anything that, yeah, came as a surprise? Financials a little bit. I mean, making sure I was charging what I needed to charge and like really quickly realizing like what my worth was. I mean, it's, I think we're a great company to hire from a customer standpoint and like, you know, I know we like we need to be charging what we need to charge in order to be a, a really solid business and to provide a great product to people. So kind of getting that balance, you know, I think I, a lot of people are in the like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to charge them too much or I want them to hire us. I don't want to lose a job, you know, and like that was a really hard mindset for me to let go of and just say, like, I can't like I have, I have house household, like I've got to contribute to my household, like. I can't have, you know, I can't work 80 hours this week. I've got two little kids I want to take care of and be a part of their lives. And, you know, making sure I really, like, I learned what my worth was. That was a big deal right from the start, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and that's a that's a big one because I think sometimes it takes people a lot longer to figure that one out. And then, yeah, yeah. If, you can, if you can learn it sooner, that's better. I'm curious too, how's it been balancing, you know, having a couple of young kids and running the business? Like, what's that been like? Well, I mean, I think it's awesome because it really, it slams the door. Like I was a workaholic before I had kids. I was single for a long time. I mean, I could work, you know, endlessly if I wanted. And 
I was in such a small organization that I really took a lot of ownership of what I did, which was great. But like, you've got to stop. You've got to look at things and you've got to say like, are these productive hours or are they not? Like, what can I delegate? What do like, I love design. I love to do it all. But now I partner with some interior design firms that help us, you know, pull select selections on things, a drafter I partner with, you know, I do all kinds of delegating now that I didn't used to do. And like letting go of all that was so important, but it was like I had to. I mean, you only have so many hours in the day and you've got to choose how to use them. And it's it makes you make those decisions really fast. So I to me, it made me be a lot more successful, a lot faster, I feel like, than it would have when I was in my 20s and I could, you know, make up for bad decisions with an extra couple hours of my day, you know. I love that because I've discovered that for myself over the years is like the power of constraints. And I think they're very underrated because yeah, if you, if you have to draw your lines in the sand at 8am and four or five or whatever, because you have other family responsibilities or whatever it is, and you can't just power through till seven or eight or what, you know, whatever it is, you start getting a lot more effective with those hours. So yeah, I love that, that you mentioned that. That's cool. What do you think has been the most exciting part about starting a business and starting to grow it. When I started, I did, I, I love traction. I love that book and I set the company up on, on more of a traction model. And so really like you do marketing, I love marketing. So really kind of honing that, what are our uniques? What are we bringing to the market? And then really like always leaning into that with everything that we're doing and bringing that up with our sales, with clients. That's been really fun for me. I think we're, I should have mentioned this right at the very start, but we have, you know, like, we're clear on what our uniques are and, you know, some of our core values, which is really important. So, and creating healthy homes is a big aspect of what we do. We really pay attention to, you know, natural lighting in a home, cross ventilation, all those aspects with the design. We, you know, care a lot about filtration with air and how we're approaching, you know, lead and all those other things when it comes to the build. And then when we're leaving a house, you know, we want to make sure we have a whole process and how we clean it. And duct cleaning is always a part of things we leave them with air filtration and all that kind of stuff is a big piece of what we're doing. The products that we use, we, we take a real close look at. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun to kind of dig into that and make sure that we're starting to stand out and stand apart and see clients that are receptive to that has been really fun. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And that's a great business like process. It just gives like some good frameworks around like all of the chaos and everything. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. 
What do you think has been one of the tougher parts about growing a business? You know, like the hard to like you have to have all the hard conversations and hard decisions. And, you know, like that's not fun. It's extremely motivating because then you don't want to make the same mistakes over again. <laughs> but like I had one tougher employee that was like, was unreal how much it brought me down. It brought our team down, like all of this. I work with all subcontractors and, you know, it's, it's tough to have a real cohesive and solid team with all subs. And so, it, you know, it, it strained those relationships, which, you know, was no fun at all. So, you know, that kind of thing is, it's really important that, you know, we have a great team. I've really worked hard at developing a team. I have a huge respect for all the trades that we bring onto our sites and the talents that they have. And so to work really hard at that and then, you know, having just like one person that brings that down and then, you know, you've got to deal with it. You can't pass it off to anyone. So that gets tricky. And then, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's one of those things that just always, it shouldn't surprise me at this point, but one person can be a poison and it just ripples through everything, you know? And so you just have to, yeah, kind of cut it out quickly. Exercise those muscles all the time. You're not that you want to, I don't want to, but it's just like, those are the kinds of things that are great for building what a good business owner or leader you are, but you don't get to do it every single day. So you can get really good at it. It's hopefully happens very little. So then I feel like you know, it's hard to get get good at that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. If you're doing a good job, you're not getting a lot of reps at that skill. And so, yeah, <laughs> I haven't had thankfully. And I'm, I'm yeah, that's good. the team that we have, but that's yeah. always, that's was has been a challenge. So, yeah. What about like crazy client stories, weird projects, unique projects? It seems like there's always something in in construction. Anything coming to mind? And obviously, you can leave out personal details or anything like that. We have had like phenomenal clients. I just I cannot. I have been so pleasantly surprised and happy with our client base that we've had like since I've started on my own. The previous company, you know, in my years prior to owning my business, you know, there was, I've dealt with some very wild clients here and there, but it's, you know, it's, it's, I take a lot of ownership to that side of things. I think the more I communication is our number one core value. I preach it with clients, subs, everyone. And I think that irons out a lot of, you know, issues I might've had in the like past when I was pretty new at this. So yeah, no, I haven't had any real wild client stories. We've had some pretty cool projects we've done. We did some span create concrete on a project that was a, a two-story house with a, a basement walkout underneath the garage. So we did Moline, which is a local, they'd come to upper Midwest, but concrete company. So we worked with those, which was pretty wild. My two little boys love to come and watch today. They installed all those. So oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot with cranes. We work in the city a lot and it's not, I mean, it's not incredibly dense housing here or anything, but it's just so much more effective to use bagsters and, and cranes to demo houses. So we do a lot of that, which is fun. My kids love watching it. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's fun to be able to incorporate them into the experiences and yeah, the memories and stuff like that. Well, what is the next few years look like? Where are you guys trying to go? You know, what's on the roadmap? Yeah, I mean, we just did, we did a the project I was just mentioning with the Moline panels. That was a beautiful two-story, awesome lot. We've been really, we've lucked out. We've had three really incredible properties that we've worked on with with three different remodels we've had in the last year and a half. And so hopefully we're we're putting that on an artisan tour in the city. So it's going to be a pretty high-end tour. So hopefully to do a few more projects like that in the mix of what we're doing, we kind of, we have kind of our bread and butter where we're doing, you know, 
second story additions and kind of changing that typical post-war Cape Cod you see in the, the cities who do a lot of those, but some more interesting homes where we can really tackle a whole different look art, from an architectural standpoint, you know, bring a theme across a house. That one has a real Scandinavian feel on the interior and kind of Pacific Northwest feel on the exterior. And so it, it's real beautiful. So that's cool. have fun with the design of homes and do a little more extensive projects is, is what we really like doing. Yeah, it sounds like you guys definitely lead with lead with design and and yeah, yeah, that's super cool. So yeah, I'm curious what like as you guys start to do that and trend towards you know more of those types of projects or or different things, kind of the stuff that you just described. Like, what are your next few like team moves? Like your role, how do you see that shifting as you guys go through the next few years? Yeah, that would be one of the big surprises too. With I think owning a business is just what your mix of work actually is. It, it changes so much. I was I'm doing so it's like just running the business takes so much time. It's pretty incredible. We've really I've been working hard. I think this year especially on building a really good foundation for our company and having processes in place so we can grow without it being too painful and really hopefully be enjoyable. So I'm hoping for some, some pretty significant growth the next few years. We've kind of been about the same for sales and the last three years. So hopefully we can start to really pick up some, which would be, which would be really nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and there is that element of like laying the tracks, right. Building the foundation, putting the systems, like being, being ready for it and and then being able to yeah, run, sprint into it and be like, yeah, okay, we're not just going to be like falling apart at the wheels. <laughs> right. And like with marketing, we don't have, I mean, we've relied a lot on referrals, which is great, but like, we don't want that to be the one and only source for us. So we've really like gone across the board with everything, done a little of, of everything, kind of see what starts to pull for us for clients and where to find them. And so, yeah, we'll see. What do you think are maybe like a couple of challenges that you think the industry is really facing over the next couple of years? Obviously, the last couple was like one story of like supply chain and labor and, you know, costs just skyrocketing and that sort of thing. Like, do you think it's be more of the same or do you see that shifting over the next couple of years? I feel like it has been so unpredictable. I don't even want to guess what's going to come next <laughs> for the challenge. It's it literally, it's one thing after another. And I mean, COVID was pretty wild. We're in Minneapolis. We worked in Minneapolis. So, you know, everything kind of that summer after was pretty challenging for us. And then, you know, yeah, supply chain's been just absolutely wild. Lumber costs and all that has been wild. So, I mean, I hope that things kind of calm down a bit. You know, it's not quite so wild. Labor, hopefully, like we saw a real spike in labor the minute everything for products increased. So it's slowing down a little bit here, which is, I think, not all bad, you know, it's nice to be able to catch your breath and to to be able to be more purposeful with all of our moves instead of be so frantic. So I don't know the, the fact that it, it's just so unpredictable, you know, and you don't, there's such a lack of inventory. And so that contributes to things and would, would say that it should continue to be so busy, but who knows? So yeah. Yeah. It's tough to get the crystal ball out. And yeah. <laughs> I don't want to will something any more cast than we already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had enough. So yeah. Well, what do you think has been maybe one of the most rewarding parts of 
being an entrepreneur, starting a business, working on that. Flexibility for our family has been, I mean, I could never, I had some personal things go on this year and I had to, to you know, go part-time to spend some time with family this past year. And I just, I could have never predicted when I started that I'd be able to have the flexibility that I had this past year and take the time off that I needed to, to be with family. And so that was, that to me was an incredible reward. I mean, that was not something that I was anticipating. Typically, you know, small businesses can be a real burden on people. It's a ton of responsibility. You've got to kind of, you know, be such a part of things and like the buck stops with you. And I have two incredible employees that that work with me and they were able to handle a ton of stuff while I was out. That to me has been priceless for my yeah. job. I mean, I'd never get that in a corporate job. I, I mean, I'm very satisfied with what I get paid. And so, you know, that combination was was very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That something that I could walk away from too was pretty incredible. So yeah. Yeah. Tough to put a price on flexibility and, you know, time freedom or, you know, at least to some extent time freedom and that sort of thing. So yeah, that's super cool. Well, wrap us up with maybe like one piece of advice or final words of wisdom for other remodelers out there listening to this. Anything you want to pass along? I think the most important or the biggest impacts for me to, you know, to get to the success that I feel like I've had is probably, you know, knowing my weaknesses and really tackling them head on was a big thing. And then like joining peer groups, I'm in a couple peer groups. That's been pretty incredible. I think too, that that's another big thing I haven't mentioned that was extremely impactful. So I did why I'm in RA, which is, you know, specific to remodelers and is great. And then I'm in a local one too, that's women entrepreneurs. So those have both been incredibly important to me. So yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, the peer learning is, yeah, it's amazing. So no, that's great advice. Well, Samantha, thanks so much for carving out the time and sharing your story with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.